Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Ascension Providence, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb! Ten! Five! Victory! Cowboys win! The Ghosts are exorcised. (laughs) Uh, Old Brad Sham getting it done. The Ghosts are exorcised, Sham says. And uh, Cowboys uh, get the win over Belichick. We are joined now by former Cowboys coach and scout Glenn Stretch-Smith. And uh, you've heard uh, you've heard Stretch on uh, this very radio station in the past. And Stretch, this was a, uh, I, I think because of who it was against, not necessarily the record, and, and, I, and I know you have a lot of respect for this young quarterback that the, that the Patriots have. But when you do it at their place and, and you do it against Belichick, it does seem to mean more. Do you feel like, uh, and you've, you've coached at this level, do you feel like when you, you're able to go in there and do something like that against Belichick, there's even more attached to that type of win? Well, anytime you can go to Foxborough and win, I mean, that's a, that's a big accomplishment. And I say big because – I mean, look at how the game was called yesterday. I mean, I, I, I was reading somewhere earlier where New England fans were questioning the last non-call against Anthony Brown. There were probably four or five holding calls in that game, to me, that were very questionable calls. And I'm talking about very questionable calls. I uh, I, I didn't like the holding uh, that was on Connor Williams one time. I mean, his hands are so far inside. Literally, you can call holding in the NFL anytime you want to, but when the hands are inside the framework, I mean, nine times out of ten, they're not going to call that. So I, uh, I I thought all things considering how tough a place it is to go play, how tough a place it is to get into, uh, you know, it's one road leading in there, one road leading out of there. Um, you know, everything went against the Cowboys. I, I think they overcame, I want to say, five – and first and 15s or more, they only punted the football one time, and that was after the three and out in the second half. I mean, I just I think they absolutely did everything they could do in the first you know quarter of the football game or first half of the football game, including a bad go for it call right there early in the in the football game. Then they went for it on fourth and one, didn't get it. <laughs> Excuse me, and then. You know, obviously, Dak fumbles the ball right there into the end zone. You can't you can't reach the football out versus the Bill Belichick team. You know they're going to punch at the football. And then, you know, Dak makes a poor read and throws the interception. So, all things considering, I mean, this team went into a very tough place to play. Everything going against them. Not a very good officiating job. And they still come out with a win. And I think it says something from the resiliency of this football team led by the, you know, short-term memory loss of a quarterback who just keeps playing unlike anything I, I would have imagined coming off of that big injury. 
Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. 445 yards passing, and uh, I think the only thing that uh, mars that uh, win was him having that calf strain that he had on that last play of the game. Stretch, having coached and and seen a lot of these quarterbacks up close, do you kind of trust what what the player was saying? The player is always more optimistic than than the injury. Obviously, last night he felt great about the win and all of that. How worried do you think Cowboys fans should be about this calf strain? Because those those things have been known to linger at times. Yeah, and it, and I mean it, it it is a it is a tough situation. And anytime they call for an MRI, I think there's reason for concern there. I do know this, and this is from talking to the you know to the people inside that building over there. I mean they they firmly believe in Dak Prescott, and I'm talking about from a leadership standpoint. I mean, and I'm again I'm I'm not afraid to tell you. I mean the trainers believe in that young man. It's amazing how he has really kind of gotten that entire organization to rally around him and, and, and believe in what he can do and how he leads that football team. And I mean, Matt, I, I, I keep saying this, I, I really, I'm shocked at how he played really the first month of the season. And now to think that that Cowboy offense just went and put up 567 yards against the Bill Belichick defense. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And it's, and it's when you, when you really think about it or when you really dive into it, it, you know, 450 something yards or, you know, 440 something yards passing. It's incredible what they've done. And, and again, I, I just keep going back to the fact that, you know, it was first and 20, I want to say three or four times. and, And that didn't bother him at all. I mean, that just, that's just it's it's really one of those things that I don't think it's something the NFL has really maybe ever seen is how he's able to overcome, you know, those tough down and distance situations. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Talking to Glenn Stretch Smith, former Cowboys coach and scout, joining us on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Stretch, when you watch the film and you, of course, do TV in the Dallas-Fort Worth area on the ABC affiliate there, is Gregory just jumping off the screen? Um, you know, some of, the, uh, some of the numbers, you know, Ed loves to dig into these numbers and the speed with, with which he was getting to the quarterback and getting these sacks were, uh, was, was extremely impressive from a film standpoint. What are you seeing from him? Is this just a quick get-off? Is it power? Is it a complete player? What are you seeing from Randy Gregory? Well, I mean, he, he, he's always been, a, a, you know, one of those guys who can, who can come off the edge. I mean, now you got to, you know, you got it takes you some time to then to develop a, a counter move, a second move. Uh, you, you know, it takes you a little time to adjust to the strength and, and those type of things of the game. But, Here's what I'm going to say as much as anything is, I mean, if you notice yesterday, Dan Quinn got him in two positions, and you've seen him do it with Micah Parsons. You've seen him do it with, uh, with, with Lawrence, uh, uh, game one of the season before he, before he got hurt. He got him in a one-on-one situation. That means, you know, the, the, the guards covered two, and then the back is usually going the different direction. When you see, and, and I'm saying they're turning the protection the other way, 
And so when you see schematically what Dan Quinn is doing to get Randy Gregory in a one-on-one position, that's not taking anything from his ability because, yes, he's got phenomenal edge speed. He's got strength. He's developed a counter move. But as much as anything, and I think he'd probably tell you this, his defensive coordinator is putting him in a position where he can say, hey, look, I don't have to worry about the back chipping on me right here. I don't have to worry about the guard, you know, kind of hammering down on the nose and then kicking out on me. I know he's got work next to me, and I'm all I got to do is take this guy in front of me and either whip him over the top in the edge or show him my counter move and come underneath. And so, I mean, it, it, it really is. I mean, there's enough credit to go around here to all those guys, but certainly you, you see the talents of Randy Gregory and you see why the Cowboys have, you know, ha, have, have been so patient with his, uh, you know, with his, with his inability to stop, you know, kind of rolling his own every once in a while. Yeah, it, it really is interesting. Quickly, I had a college football question for you. As you've coached at college level, uh, you played at the college level, you've coached at the NFL, uh, NFL level. Is there any, right now, I'm not even talking about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'm talking about right now, if you were a head coach, or let's say you wanted to join a head coach, and the opportunities out there were Texas A&M or LSU, and they would pay the exact same amount of money, would you, is, is there, is it, is that almost even, or would you prefer, and I know this is hard for a guy who went to uh, University of Texas, but I know you can take that hat off occasionally. Where, where, where would be the place you would rather be as a coach, knowing what you do about those two programs? I mean, I mean, number one, Matt, and I, and I know you understand this. I mean, you, you have to have the financial, you know, you have to have the financial support. And yes, LSU is a great program. I love Baton Rouge. I mean, I, you know, I worked with Les Miles. He did a phenomenal job down there. Obviously, we know what Nick Saban did. We know what Ed Orgeron's done. It's a great place. The the setting is a it's a it's a great place. That's not taking anything away from the city of Baton Rouge or LSU or you know that, that it's just a great place down there. But right now, where you sit right now, I mean, A and M's fixing to put another hundred and fifty million dollars into that end zone complex. I mean, you know, they've got endowments and money that just i mean i i i don't know that they can literally it's like the 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 that they'd ever run out of money and you think about it they move they move their sports and 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 what they do from a football standpoint from one end zone to the other end zone because from the time by the time they get it into one end zone the one that they've just done the renovation on it's it it's it's expiring i mean it's it's incredible (laughs) what they've done down there and, and what they continue to do and how they continue just to pour money into a place that's, you know, that's just, uh, and, you know, it is. It's just great tradition at Texas A&M. They've got, they've got, they've got all the money that, that, that they would ever need. And then on top of that, I mean, you combine it, you know, with, with no state taxes, living in Texas. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm as big a Texas fan as there is. I mean, there's nothing like being in God's country, and that's, that's how I look at it. I mean, I just think that right now Texas A&M is, is, just a, is just a better job. And when you're set in, and I love what Jimbo Fisher came out and said today. He said, hey, you know what? I got recruits coming in here. I've got my ranch down here. I've got my foundation. These people support me. And, 
I mean, certainly he he uh, he came out today and said all the right things. And 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 if you're listening to what he said or how he said it or emphatically the passion that he spoke with in his voice, you have to believe him. I mean, it's it, it's a great place. You know, I always like to end it, and, and I, I appreciate that perspective, but I always like a, a little uh, fast food talk with you because you were, I know it brought you to your knees when Arby's discontinued the, the cheesesteak sandwich. Late last night after doing some doomsday, which you were a part of, I, I had an old college haunt that I visited. Uh, used to spend a whole lot of time in Waco, Texas at Taco Cabana. And I, I, I ordered what I thought, I said a half dozen uh, uh, flour tortillas and some queso, and and and, and I remember, and I and ordered a couple other items, and I thought to myself, golly, they said like ten, eleven dollars. I thought that seems like for six tortillas, that seems kind of like a lot, but but no big deal, whatever. I paid my eleven bucks, and I moved on down the road. And I, as I'm driving, you know, of course, like you, I didn't even pull out of the driveway. I jump into those things, start dipping them in there, and then right, I realized. They gave me two dozen. They gave me two dozen tortillas. You know, that's those big, huge, thick ones at Taco Cabana, man. Oh, my goodness. But, and uh, and did, did you have any problem polishing it off? Oh, absolutely not. I can just fly through them. I mean, just like pancakes or whatever. Just boop, 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 boop. And, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it was something I was able to plow through. I just thought I'd share that with you. I know. Yeah, you well, I I'm glad you did. Sometimes. You know, I, 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 before we went on the show here, you know, your producer called me and, and I'm glad to hear that, you know, I, I, I love the jingle from universal windows direct. So I think if we could get us, uh, if we could get Arby's online and then, and then, you know, we could just kind of pass them to one another out one of those universal windows and, and sing yeah. that song. I mean, it, it 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 would be touching for a lot of your listeners. So I think it's I think that's a good idea, Mosley. Be very poignant. Always fun to have you. Uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sorry to bother you, Matt. Have a good day.